0: Welcome to Ann Arbor Spark's CEO podcast, Conversations on Equal Opportunity. My name is Paul Kretko, and I'm the President and CEO of Ann Arbor Spark. Welcome to a series of conversations with key leaders from both sectors. Joining me today is Sue Shink, former Chair of the Washtenaw County Commission and newly elected State Senator. Sue is a community advocate, public servant, and mother who has dedicated her adult life to building healthier, more resilient communities. A longtime board member of Ann Arbor Sparks, who was recently elected to the state Senate to represent the new 14th district. Thanks for taking time out today. You know, it's really busy. We were just chatting about that uh, in coming into the legislature as a newly elected uh, senator. Um, so we just wanted to kind of you know kick things off. You started your political career as a trustee for Northfield Township. What motivated you at the beginning to enter the world of politics?
1: Thank you, first of all, for having me. It's a pleasure to talk with you. And I think um, I'll talk about what what I did in Northfield Township. But to start with, uh, my political career actually started before that. I had lived in Gross Point Farms previous to to living in um, Northfield Township, and and I'd been involved um, in a process called futuring, where the 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 Five communities that were close proximity to each other there brought us together and in a in a very nonpartisan way, we talked about all the issues that were facing the community and in the future we would like to see for us as a whole. And it was an incredible experience where you had people from all walks of life and all different perspectives coming together, working together in a really cooperative fashion to come up with a, a shared vision and a shared goal. And of course, I have a, a law degree and a degree in resource policy from from U of M. I have always been interested in politics and and how government works and in the community. So then we moved to Northfield Township to to farm and and we're um, coming into a community that, that had a lot of shared values around open space and natural preservation and and the ability for people to to, to farm small farms or big farms, however it worked for them. But there was a plan to build over 5,000 homes. Mm -hmm. And and in talking to the neighbors, um, we, we learned that most of the community was really not happy or excited about this at all. But the township of officials didn't care. And and to go to uh, a township board meeting and hear the officials very clearly not caring about what the community wanted, um, it, it it didn't jive with the experience I had just had in, in Gross Point, um, and so I became involved with with that, and that was at the same time as is um, there was a lot of effort behind the green belt, and and really there was just a lot of synergy, and there were a couple other projects that um, really didn't work for the community including an idea to have our little township of 8,000 people be the first ones in the state to ever bond for a freeway um overpass and that would have been 28 million dollars of debt for 8,000 people right men women and children and so that's why i got really involved i ran for township trustee um i i had my third child shortly <laughs> shortly after the election and it was a pretty crazy time. But out of that, we, we got our township back on track. That also was a bipartisan effort. Uh, we had a lot of debt in the township, got the township back onto uh, a good financial path. And um, although I think you know a lot of people would agree that Northfield Township politics are always interesting, uh, they've been slightly less interesting than they had been before. Before we came. And so, um I think Northfield Township's finding that balance between development and open space preservation. And I think um everybody feels pretty good about its future at this point,
0: yeah, you know, the the thing is we need both, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's the that's the trick of that in in having people who have been involved in a planning process like you were with our our strategic plan in the in the last year. having all those viewpoints and coming to something that is something that everybody can, can embrace is, is, is a great thing. Well, then, then from there, you move to the county um, and, and, uh, and then from the county to the state senator. So as you, as you develop the sort of an agenda of things at the county, what are those that you see you wanna continue to pursue um, as you move um, to the state house?
1: Thank you. So I think at the county, one of the things that I love is that I was involved, it seemed like in sort of every facet of community life. So economic development, housing, health, uh, space preservation and and parks, transportation, right? So everything. And at the state now, I'll be um not stepping back from the community because whatever our community needs, I'm there to help make happen. But in terms of my assignments for committees, A lot of that will be environmentally related. And so taking advantage of some of that experience I do have around um, land use management and resource management. I served on brownfields Mm -hmm. and um, also involved in agriculture. And so I'll be chairing the natural resources and agriculture committee, which I'm very excited about, but I'll also be working on corrections and judiciary. So that's something that we had worked a lot on with um, our partners at the county. And I'll be involved with that at the state in a really big. Big way, And then housing and human services. And we know in Washtenaw County, we have a huge problem with enough housing, not just for affordable housing, but also um, entry level homes. And so um, I'm hoping to make a big impact there as well. Energy, environment, that's a lot of clean energy. How do we leverage our move to reducing carbon emissions to create jobs and opportunities? And then of course, local government, which I have quite a bit of experience in. But again, like I said, anything that our community needs, I'm here for. And you and I have talked a lot about economic development. I'm involved in a lot of, in a lot of those ancillary issues around quality of life. And I know from talking to um, companies that have moved here, that quality of life is very important. But then there are also some very specific economic development issues that we face as a, as a state. And I will be supportive of our community there, too.
0: Yes. And what is it, you know, obviously, as as you come into your role and as the leadership looks across, you know, everybody's backgrounds, Background. they, they try to create an alignment with things that you've worked on that you have, have that expertise. But, you know, the other part okay. of the role that, that I wanted to ask you about is, you know, the, then you are you know, also really, what are you trying to make happen specifically in your district, right? So the boundaries have changed for the 14th recently. What, what, and I guess I'm the way I'm framing this is what kind of things do you see your office and SPARK potentially working on uh, in the district?
1: I'm excited about being able to work with the University of Michigan and being able to work with SPARC. I want to support our economic development. You and I have talked a lot about how Michigan needs to have a comprehensive economic development policy and and it's vision that stays consistent across administrations, across legislatures, and I want to work hard and in, in, in a very bipartisan way to make sure that this is something that's stable, that companies can rely on. I'm looking to increase opportunity for tech and for young people, but also for people who, who have a dream that they want to make happen and just maybe aren't quite there yet. I, I know because of COVID, things have changed in, in in people's lives and also in our economy. And so we have a lot of people who are looking to follow that dream that they may have been holding off on for many years. Mm-hmm. I want to leverage... Our tech and education capabilities, um, I say that because I live in Washington County and then in Jackson County, there's such an incredible manufacturing background and know-how here. I feel like we have a lot of synergy there and that we can do some great things together. And since now our communities are in one district, that we can take that strength and say, hey, come here and, and do your business here because we can offer you quality of life all the tech and education capability you could ask for, proximity to transportation and airports. And we've got a manufacturing know-how that rivals anybody's.
0: Well, again, you know, thinking about your role, one of the things that I always enjoy in working with legislators is, is you also have a have a convening role in the sense that you can bring people together um, a, f- from the variety of sectors. And and say hey, uh, we, we want to talk about and and think about how we should move things forward. And then the other thing that is always really important with our elected officials is you can be and you've already described that you know a tremendous salesperson for us as we are talking to um, companies that are here already or companies that might want to come here or talented people and all those kinds of things. So we're, we're definitely going to look for those for those opportunities. Um, you know, as a is a another question I wanted to ask you. So, and you talked a little bit about it, but maybe maybe go into a little more detail. As you look back on your time on the the Board of Commission, what did you feel were the biggest challenges and successes during your tenure?
1: Well, clearly when when I came into office in 2018, I was not expecting a pandemic. And so that was a challenge. Um, we went from just you know, trying to, to, to keep our, our county steady and 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 push forward some policies that, that would benefit the community didn't have a whole lot of money to work with. A lot of it was already allocated to a situation where we were in deep crisis and we really didn't know what was going to be at the other side of it. And of course, Spark played a huge role in keeping our businesses afloat. The county participated in that and and we were able to do a pretty good job. But still at the same time, there's a lot of change in the community, a lot of empty storefronts that weren't there, people who um, faced, you know, some turmoil right but during the the depth of the crisis we were also focusing on how do we save lives so making sure that we got testing out to the people who needed it and one of the things i learned is sometimes the people who need it most aren't speaking they're not going to speak up we actually need to go out and and look for them and make sure and it, it turned out that the the elderly and particularly elderly people of color were just they didn't have the computer skills right. that that other people had to to access and so we had to pivot real fast and work with community leaders to make sure that we were getting out to the elderly and ended up we even had a nurse on the run going out into people's homes to make sure that they're getting testing and vaccination and and that's actually spawned some models of taking health care and social services out to the people who need them Um, and then I think in, in in another way, it was a wonderful opportunity, but also an incredible challenge. We received $75 million in the American um, Recovery Plan. And it was a lot of money. And so it 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 created so much opportunity because we could again go out to the community and hear what people needed and wanted and then build build out um programs or fund programs right. that already existed but one of the things that's a real challenge there is just to to make sure that all that money is appropriately spent in in the right amount of time and and without bringing on a ton of staff that would then right. be fired at the end of it right. so those are challenges that um are are ongoing because I left and those programs are still being um executed in the community but i'm excited about it it's going to create some some more opportunity and address some of what you know we call the root causes of poverty and then also create more economic opportunity and so um that's a pretty exciting thing to have been able to work on
0: yeah it was a challenge for many many communities in the sense that um it's one-time money um, so there there are lots of people who have had ideas or things that they've always wanted to accomplish, organizations or people, and they bring those ideas forward. But you want to, like you said, you want to be able to use the money in a way that it will have impact far after it was initially spent, right? Sort of, sort of the legacy side of that. So yeah. um, I think we're going to see a lot of that in some of the investments, uh, not only what the county did, but other jurisdictions in the state as well. You know, investments in infrastructure and other things that that would potentially have long-lasting, long-lasting impacts. Well, you talked a little bit about this, um, and then so my last sort of question for you before we we uh, close out the the conversation. Um, you know, we, we obviously work uh, in in a very real way in the entrepreneurial space, um, and you've talked a little bit about this already. But what what do you think are are the biggest opportunities for us? To help small emerging businesses in michigan is is it is it um is it guidance is it is it um training is it but or is it just having more dollars to be able to support them what, 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 where do you where do you see that um as we move forward
1: yeah i think um I tend to be a big fan of the all of the above <laughs> and and so it does and I st- I, tr- I did have a small business when, when my kids were younger and um, in the interim between being a township official and a, and a county official where I had a small body care business where I, I made body care products from scratch and, and I sold them at the farmer's market. Okay. And then at a point where I had to get big or get out, I, I got out partly because of, of, of other family things happening. My husband started working crazy hours, et cetera. But it, it, it's sometimes hard when you're small. To, to be able to find all the information in the right place at the right time, and then to have those re, to have resources attached to it just makes it that much more powerful. And so'm um, I'm, I'm, I would like to support that. But then also as as we've talked about, having those steady policies so that the rules aren't changing on people, and people know that when they make a decision based on the way the laws are set up, that that is going to remain that way for the foreseeable future so that they're not getting surprised. And I, I think building that community spark does an amazing job in Washtenaw County. And and I know you're in Livingston too. And, um, I think you've got a great model going and, and I want to support
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think one of the things that's really important is, um, that we, we, we identify, um, all that want to have pursue that kind of opportunity, if is, is that make, if I'm making sense here, you know there are certain parts of our community, as you described, with the elderly, but also I would say, you know, communities of color, uh, women-owned businesses, and and the like, um, that we even need to do more extensive outreach to make sure that they're aware um, of of what's available, because there is a lot available, that's for sure. But the point is, how do you how do you help somebody navigate? through that. And the other part that you just described is you have to meet the small business uh, entrepreneur where they are. And What I mean by that is, you know, they're working really hard during the day. They have family needs. Maybe the right time for them to interact with this kind of information is in the evening. You know, I've, I've worked all day. I put my kids to bed and now I it's nine o'clock at night. And that's what I'm going to focus on this. You got to figure out to be able a way through maybe some of our new technology tools and things to, to meet them where they are and to help them that way. And you also you also put your finger on something earlier in your comments about the outreach in COVID. You know, there's an assumption that everybody has got these kind of tools and everybody has the computer and can do all that. And, and you know that's not necessarily the case. And there's lots of people that have great ideas that potentially could turn into significant businesses or income for themselves. Um, that that aren't at that place yet. So you're right. You know, the effort to try to outreach. I know we've received a, in a partnership with your your where your former how should I say it properly the, uh, the Department of Community Development at the county. They they have provided some resources out of the ARPA money to try to begin to do that and created a coalition of us that do this to try to do it in a comprehensive way. So. Um, we'll pilot it, let's see where it goes, and then you know maybe we'll see how we can resource that moving moving forward It's, it's kind of a experimental approach but anyway, thanks for so much for taking the time um, today um, looking forward to following uh, what you do um, over there in Lansing. Um, I know that for folks that are representative of us here in Ann Arbor they tend to do the drive back and forth um, all the time and um, and uh, you know that that gives you a lot of time to think uh, and to uh, uh, ball over what you're involved in. But we we really are very happy to have had you been on our board and uh, and also in having served in the commission role. Uh, the, the the county has been a strong partner ever since the beginning of Spark in terms of the public private partnership that we have here. So uh, really really pleased to see. Uh, that you've moved on to this new role, and uh, look forward to working with you as as uh, uh, as time goes on.
1: Thank you. And you know i I, I love I loved being a county commissioner and and so it's you know bittersweet, but at the same time, I'm still serving the community just in a different capacity. And I really appreciate my time on the Spark board because I learned so much and met so many wonderful people who really love our community, and it's invaluable. So thank you.
0: You're welcome. Well, again, I want to thank our audience for listening and learning more about those leaders and organizations working hard to create the Ann Arbor region's economic future. These conversations are brought to you by Ann Arbor Spark. For more information about Ann Arbor Spark, you can find us on the web at annarborusa.org and also at Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Before I let Sue go, is there a particular uh, address? I know it's all in a state of flux, but is there an address where folks can contact you? Yes. (laughs)
1: Yes. <laughs> Just grabbing my card because it's still a little fresh. Yeah. I so my email is sen shink. so S-E-N-S-S-H-I-N-K at senate.michigan.gov. And our phone number is 517-373-2426.
0: Okay I know I dropped that on you at the last second there but thanks for sharing that information. I'm sure there's many people that listen will want to work with you on all the things that you're trying to get done in in the coming coming months. So again Sue thank you very much. Have a great day.
1: Thank you you too.